This is the Old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis, the Old Trailblazer, riding out again at this time, blazing the path to the hearts of sinners. And we're looking at this study, uh, what do we find in salvation? What do we find in the blessings of the atonement? And in our last study, we were talking about uh, the forgiveness of sin, and I mentioned about our sins are gone. And we have that gracious song by our choir, so I want to play it for you at this time, and then we'll get back into our study. You listen, if you listen, if you will. And uh, I believe it'll be a blessing to you. My sins are gone. Come on, choir, let's go. say that my sins are gone i don't know where they are they're gone as far as the east is from the west and we bring you this study we were looking at in our last study about what is the uh included in salvation when the lord saves a sinner what 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 happens one of the things our sins are gone our sins are forgiven they're gone oh and listen i wish you i wish you you would bring them all of your uh, sins and burdens there and carry them to the Lord and and leave them there. A lot of folks will bring them there and, leave, and take them back with them. But listen, look look there at Christ as your substitute. Took your place. Sinner, receive him as one who died in your place. And with one stroke of the pen, God will cancel every sin against you in a split moment. How many? All. 
My sins are gone, the song said. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. That's John 1, 7. Yes, one of the greatest things in all of this life, to know that you found grace in the eyes of God, that all your sins, I can't hardly contain myself when I get to thinking about it. Because I see, the Lord lets us remember our sin. He doesn't remember them, but we remember them. And sometimes I get to thinking about my life, how that I was, uh, I had no knowledge of my sin, not a, not a bit. Didn't have no care, didn't have a care. Went, went in the service, went through the military, come home, married my wife, joined a little old church. Preacher told me I was saved because I shook his hand. All of that, all of that sinful, isn't no, 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 nothing there but sin. And then by the providence of God, by the mercy of God, he brought me to hear the truth under the late pastor, L.R. Shelton, Sr. It could have been anybody. It didn't have to be him. Oh, we have folks who uh, worship L.R. Shelton, still do, but I don't know. He was not my Savior. The Lord Jesus Christ that he preached, just like I do now, day in and day out, preach Christ. Christ died. Christ was buried. Christ arose and now seated on the right hand of God the Father. I don't understand, my friend, when you try to put divine healing in the atonement, you're going uh, going to put this major emphasis on healing. This only clouds the issue, my friend, and damns souls to a devil's hell. It does. Now let's notice another uh, blessing uh, of salvation or of, aton- of the atonement, and that is justification and pardon. You see, you see, sinners will labor with their own hands, trying to justify yourself in the sight of God. Now, my friend, I know this as a fact. I know folks, they don't believe, they don't understand. I have folks who who believe that if you go out on Thanksgiving morning and dip soup in that line, folks feed the hungry and feed the poor, that's fine, that's good. If you want to do that, you want to uh, help the Salvation Army, all of those things are great. But that's not salvation, my friend. No. And then I have friends who uh, go to church on a, certain time of night and certain time of this and all, all those things. And then I have other friends who believe that you can't even light a fire on Saturday because you'll go to hell if you do. That's why they believe if you light a fire in, on the stove on Saturday, you're going to hell. Well, my friend, my sins are forgiven. I, 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 that's, that's, so, that's so foolish, my friend, so far. But listen, they try to justify themselves in the sight of God. And the more you labor, the more you work, the more you try to do, the more you will find yourself entangled in the net of Satan and led astray from the simplicity in Christ, from blood redemption in Christ. You can't justify yourself, but the very moment. Now listen, 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 friend. Folks have have told about, told out on the old trailblazer that I preach that you have to mourn for many months and years and all that. And, 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 and I don't do that. That's not true. That's a lie. That's Satan's lie. But the very moment you look to Christ. Now, when, 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 when does that happen? When you come to the end of your way, as the old saying is, when you come to your wit's end. When you come to your wit's end, you've tried everything. You've tried bodily healing. You've tried uh, worshiping on Saturday. You've tried speaking in tongues. You've tried all that. And still that empty, holler spot there in your heart. And when you give up, when you throw up your hand, just like the story I heard of this man who was walking out in a field one night somewhere, 
and he fell into an open well. Oh, it used to be out in the country. They had old dug wells, we called them. They're about four foot square, and, and uh, this old well had been abandoned. And with nobody living on the old place anymore. But he stumbled into that old well. And as he was going down, he caught a hold of the rope. We had a rope with a bucket on the bottom of it. And uh, you pull the water up from a, with a pulley. And he caught a hold of that rope. His feet was hanging down in the water. And he went to hollering. Oh, it was dark at midnight. And he hollered until he couldn't holler no more. Down in that well, you couldn't hear him. We had one. We had a well on our place. We did. Once in a while, uh frog would get into something we'd have to go down there my dad would let me or my brother down there on a rope and uh we'd dip all the trash out and get that frog out of it and clean it out it was a spring down there you see but it was about 12 15 foot deep and we'd clean it out and bail it out good and clean and take a day or two for it to settle down and uh but we had that old well and uh, we built a curb around ours where cats or dogs wouldn't fall in it but this man was hanging on to that rope with all that he had can you imagine? Can you, pic- can you picture that? This man, I don't know how big he was, but if he was big as me, he had a hard time holding on because he weighed 200 pounds and that rope, he's hanging on. But when you're desperate, you can do some things, my friend. When you're desperate, I, I, I told my folks here, when, when you get desperate, you can do a lot of things. I saw my dad pick up the front end of an old car one morning off of my brother. He's going to work, and he got, had, got up and had a flat tire and got up, got me and my brother up to help him. And had a pole and a block to change that tire, and that thing fell off and fell on my brother. We was children. We was teen. When, well, we was preteen, and uh, that scared my daddy so bad. He picked the front end of that car up, and my brother squeezed out from under there, and he couldn't pick it up again for a million dollars. But when you're desperate, you do things. So this man was desperate. He was holding on to that rope. And he held on as long as he could and hollered as long as he could. And finally, he just resigned to death and he turned loose. And he dropped about six or eight inches and his feet hit the solid ground. The water was not even deep enough to go over his head. He dropped down into the water, but his feet hit the ground, hit the, hit the solid rock. And he stayed there until the next morning folks come looking for him but i'm just emphasizing that when you come to your wits end he didn't have anything else to do he had no hope he couldn't get a toehold on the wall no for that well nowhere he was desperate and he hung on till he couldn't do more and that's what sinner's doing hanging on hanging on but my friend i'm asking you to turn loose turn loose and trust the lord would you do that would you do that my friend folks are trying to justify themselves all they're doing is hanging on listen listen you can't do that the very moment you look to Christ, the very moment you, you believe on him, look to him who died in your place, at that moment you become justified. What does that mean? Just as if I had never sinned. Now, we have time to read Acts thirteen thirty nine, And by him all that believe are justified from all things, from which he could not be justified by the law of Moses. Oh, listen. When we come to Christ as our substitute, then God, for Christ's sake, saves us. He don't save us for ourselves, for our sake. He don't see any goodness in you that he, oh, I see old Pendarvis. He's, he's no, no, no. He's just a sinner. He's never seen anything in any individual that would cause him to save you. On the contrary, all he sees is sin, sin, sin. 
because we are a sinner by birth, a sinner by God's decree, and that's what the Lord sees. But he says he came to seek and to save sinners. He says he came to save the ungodly. He says, uh, come unto me, all ye that labor and heavy laden. It's, did you know it's labor to get saved? If you actually really want to be saved, you begin to labor. You begin to, to study and pray and, and look to the Lord day. And when you get a free moment, you look into the Lord. Your mind goes directly. Lord, I'm lost. Lord, I'm lost. Lord, would you save me? I tell my folks here, you don't have to pray but one prayer. Lord, save me. When old Peter was out there walking on the water, Lord beat him to come to him. He was looking up, looking up into the face of the Lord. Man, everything was hunky-dory. He was sliding across that water. And he happened to look down. And he saw the boisterous waves. And he began to sink. You know what he said? He didn't say, Lord, show me my heart, did he? He didn't say, Lord, uh, I don't think I've sinned enough. I don't think I've seen myself guilty. He didn't say any of that. He didn't say, uh, I need to read some more books. I didn't need to hear some more messages. He didn't say any of that. He said, Lord, save me. Lord, save me. And the Lord reached out and picked him up. This is the old trailblazer. I want to remind you of our uh, Bible fund where we send Bibles to prisoners. And all over America, chaplains are writing us, telling us to send them if we could. The Lord blessing it. Folks are sending a dollar here and a dollar there. One, sent, one man sent me $300. And let's do that. Would you do that? And I appreciate you doing that. But remember, the old trailblazer's mailing address, radio missions, or just the old trailblazer. Post Office Box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. And my website, radiomissions.org. Till next time, goodbye and God bless you.